Welcome to the Curious Minds Curious Conversations podcast. As an organisation, we exist to improve the lives of children and young people by increasing access to arts, culture and creative learning. This two-part episode features young associates Jazz and Izzy discussing their contributions and involvement with the People's Powerhouse Convention with our careers and employability manager, Holly Ball. Hi everyone, I'm Jazz. I am a young associate as part of the cohort one. Hi, I'm Izzy. I'm also in the first cohort of the young associates. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm the careers and employability manager at Curious Minds. So should we give a bit of a background on what young associates is and how it came into being? Young associates is a programme assigned to a group of young people to um so for the first year was um all about delivering skills and and learning from other facilitators and then the second year was all about us being deployed into work so using those skills and transferring them into actual work which curious minds arranged for us yeah so we basically at curious minds we have a fantastic team of young associates who we send out to, to work on our behalf, really. We kind of deploy you across the region and you do various different jobs. I'm trying to think mm. off the top of my head what kind of um, stuff you've done. Arts Award Ambassador. Mystery Shop Museums. It's yeah. my personal favourite. Mystery <laughs> 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 yeah. um, A few events, kind of yeah. helping out yeah, recording event or uh, event assistance, yeah. So most recently we went to the People's Powerhouse Convention, didn't we, Izzy? And yeah, we did. We did indeed. Yeah, so I went to the People's Powerhouse Convention um, last year, which was the first year mm-hmm. um, at the People's Powerhouse, which um, was kind of created as a kind of a positive backlash to the Northern Powerhouse and the um, a conference that was set up around the Northern Powerhouse where all of the panellists were white men and um, people just saw the Northern Powerhouse as a government policy um, that was being, that was super top heavy um, and no one who was kind of actually living and working in the North, unless they were very powerful and very well connected, was um, influencing. So um, they created the People's Powerhouse with um, the idea that it would kind of be a movement of being able to democratise how devolution is happening and how we can get more, I hate the word everyday people because everyone has it every day, but um, <laughs> people who aren't politicians or super rich yeah. or have vested interests, um, how we can get them involved and make sure that devolution works for more people um, overall. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I went to the convention with Curious Minds last year um, and there was a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of people really excited about the possibilities of um, people-led growth for the North and what that means and what people could practically do um, within that. Um, so yeah, it was quite a high energy kind of conference um, on that year and a lot of people talking about what can we do next, what we can do next and um, and then yeah, it came round again for this year and yeah. we went along and this time we had the yeah. opportunity to run our own workshop within the conference. Which was an amazing opportunity yeah. on behalf of Curious Minds. Yeah. yeah, I think it came about from... Um, in the first year, everything that was um, had a young person involved with it, yeah. whenever there was a young person speaking or sessions to do with, with young people, um, they were the most sort of well-received. People were really mm-hmm. excited by them. Yeah. So I think the, the People's Powerhouse Convention and the organisers of that were probably really excited to have 
curious minds offering to do this session because yeah, they knew definitely. how much people responded to that youth voice yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to say as well, um, it came directly from Derry, our chief exec. Oh, did it? She, um, she spotted the call out um, and it was at her suggestion that we put you guys forward because um, she'd been there last year with yeah. yourself and she'd seen it firsthand and she really wanted us to be involved in the conversation and for cultural education to have a, a, a voice at the conference, but she very much wanted it to come from you as the people kind of living and breathing that experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, cool. it was kind of dri- driven from her. We, <laughs> we just made it happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's like fully in line with the whole point of the people's powerhouse. Definitely. It's the people who are living that thing, that life or the people it's most affecting talking about those issues, not someone else. So mm. yeah, I think it's really good. It's quite vital to be delivering a workshop as a young person. Like yeah. it's quite cool to do that. And yeah have those conversations with people of different backgrounds and mm-hmm. with different job roles and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. So, so what was so what was the focus of our workshop? Can you remember the title we gave it? Why do we need to establish cultural education at the heart of the people's powerhouse movement? So this we wanted to kind of have a key focus on and like during the entire workshop. So we put that question at the start of the uh, workshop and then throughout all the case studies and other things that we were doing, um, we wanted them to be constantly thinking about what we asked them at the start and explore that throughout, um, facilitating it. Um, so then after that, we delivered that question to make them think, oh, what does that What's mean? What's this? <laughs> what is going on? Um, so then after that, we, we had to like kind of give them a few examples and we give them case studies about three main focuses mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so one of them the one that I was doing was about developing leadership and employability skills through cultural education which fed through doing things like arts ward, arts mark things like that um, and I think it's it was quite important to bring those conversations around even though arts award is arts based, you can do it in different settings depending yeah. on what you want out of it. Um, so the case studies really reflected that. So the case studies, um, one of them was called Jonathan. Um, he was a university student at U- Newcastle, and he did archaeology, um, and he had a theatre experience. Um, when he was like 13 and then he went to uni he got there and he heard about Arts Ward and he just, I think he really connected with doing Arts Ward because of his past theatre experience even though it was like a play at school or something, it was that like resin, what's the word, resonation is that your word? Yeah, it had a resonance Re- to him it resonates, resonated. Yeah. <laughs> something like that resonated <laughs> with him um, so he wanted to do that and he, he wanted to explore a different art form and so he brought those with, he did the goals, so it was two units, and um, he had to, he, so his main art form was archaeology, he had to explore a different art form, and with that other art form, he brought those skills that he learned and transferred it back to his original art form, which cool. is archaeology. So this is a really amazing example that I brought forward at the workshop, because it was something that you don't see very often, someone at mm-hmm. uni. I myself, I'm doing a business 
degree yeah. and it's like when I see that in an arts department it's like okay <laughs> like, <they're seeming laughs> yeah. and I'm like it's not really like what you think it is <laughs> um so it was one of them to like really like showcase that actually you can do it if you want to and it's it's what you yeah. want out of it he, he one of the things he said was he wanted he it gave him a wider perspective mm-hmm. on the arts and his community yeah. and I think it really connected with his like out wider surroundings and I think yeah. that's really important when you kind of like link it back to mm-hmm. the people's powerhouse because that's what we kept on mm-hmm. a David and we yeah, kept yeah. on to link everything back is that to give young people that kind of wider community mm-hmm. view mm-hmm. those kind of key um, employability skills mm-hmm. you know through cultural education then ultimately you're creating kind of um sounds really cliche but like well-rounded um, yeah. people that are going to go on yeah. go forward to have an active part in that community you know, be engaged, be empathetic, all those kind yeah. of um, mm-hmm. key skills. And I think that I agree that that was a really great case study to, yeah. to share, you know, from the North East. He also um, discovered that he loved doing co- um, stand-up comedy. Really? That's yeah, so, so he actually so discovered cool. something that he has an interest with by doing his arts award. Yeah. Um, and he wants to do that after graduation and, like, go back to it, like, once he's... Oh, yeah. so it's like nice. it makes Amazing. such a difference. Yeah, so he can kind yeah. of discover what different like, parts. Of yeah, what he, he enjoys, know. and you there. know, it can be really important for employability, but also really important for like well-being or just fun, yeah. Um, yeah. and just kind of finding Definitely. yourself and your identity um, through different yeah. ways of doing things. Because sometimes people can feel, uh, you know, they might go to uni and feel a bit distanced from their course or not mm-hmm. feel fully satisfied. So exploring other things that they can do through arts as well is such a great yeah. way of kind of finding yourself definitely as cliche as cliche as it is it's like something that I think a lot of people struggle with like finding themselves and Mm -hmm. having an identity and what is that so I think Arts Award you you completely like envision that and explore that Mm -hmm. to a degree you know really interesting and for me as well because I wanted to um, do my Arts Award that I am doing on and off <laughs> um, I wanted to explore different art forms and see what's out there and relate that to mm-hmm. being a cultural producer yeah. and, and seeing how that fits with the corporate side of business you know mm-hmm. so it's it's all these skills that are helping young people to yeah. gain employability and I think it's wonderful that's really cool <laughs> nice it just warms yeah. your heart when you think about yeah. it doesn't it yeah, it's nice yeah <laughs> feeling yeah <laughs> Um, Izzy, tell us yes. about your case study and what you talked about. So uh, my case study that I presented was um, very relevant to m- my day job. So um, uh, uh, Heritage Lottery Fund have a funding programme called Kick the Dust, which is all about getting the youth sector to work better with the heritage sector. Um, and in my day job, I project manage uh, British Council's Kick the Dust project, Our Shared Cultural Heritage. <laughs> There's a little plug there. No, but, um, and Curious Minds have their own called Hope Street. So it's yeah. really interesting because there's so many different organisations doing it across the UK and, and looking at different ways of um, cross-sector partnerships to better improve services for young people. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the People's Powerhouse Convention, um, I presented the case study of IVE, which is the bridge organisation Arts Council's bridge organisation for Yorkshire, um, their Kick the Dust project, um, and which is called Ignite Yorkshire, and it's completely focused on um, the industrial heritage of Yorkshire, and it's from 
rural places like Wakefield, Kirklees, Borders and um, urban places, so within Leeds, within Sheffield, um, and those kind of assets that are left over from the uh, industrial sort of heyday of um, the sort of across Yorkshire. Um, So canals, factories, um, skills, you know, stories, all that kind of stuff that's that's from that time, but um, feels very distant to young people now and kind of about how can you work with young people so they find the relevance of that heritage. And um, it's really interesting because some parts of it are very um, much about exploring it in a more traditional way of looking at heritage, like oral histories, interviewing people. They talked about interviewing one of the last of the Bevan boys, which were um, Mm -hmm. conscripted mine workers during World War II. Mm -hmm. And the young people were so inspired by um, this man, Harry, the last of the Bevan boys, his story um, that they wrote and produced a play about his life which is like so cool yeah and like obviously that's very like artsy and you know that might be more traditional but also within this project um, they're training young people in bricklaying they're training young people in steel and glasswork so then you're tying in industries that might not more traditionally um, work with heritage or arts and I think that's what's really important and kind of when I was talking on our tables um with the people who came to our workshop um that was a really good point of trying to make it relevant to them so Mm -hmm. some of the people who came to our workshop were small businesses or maybe worked in transport um and they might not think heritage or arts is kind of anything they would interact with but they're very interested in employability they're very interested in skills so same with arts award it's about finding out how it's relevant to them and thinking about Mm cross-sector partnerships as well And then also within this, um, one of the core themes from my case study was about placemaking. So kind of not just making young people proud of where they're from, but kind of having ownership over where they're from. And that, you know, if you want to talk about economic terms, about growth for a local economy. Mm -hmm. And some of the um, people there from small businesses were really interested in that about, you know, we don't want there to be a brain drain of people from you know, uh, Bolton going to Manchester or, you know, that kind of thing or everyone going to the big cities. So making sure that people feel proud and feel that they should stay where, you know, not that they have to stay where they fr- like came from or like, you know, from the, to the town they grew up in, but they, that everywhere feels like there's good opportunities within them. I feel that's a really big theme at the moment in all the work mm. that Curious Minds is doing or um, kind of the various different conversations, especially with our local cultural education partnerships is this idea of um, kind of positive retention. Yeah. Yeah. So making sure that when young people um, do leave formal education, Mm -hmm. that they've got um, something to aspire to within Mm -hmm. their local area, within their their community, whether that be apprenticeships, Mm -hmm. um, you know, direct job opportunities, or whether it be going into higher education or other forms of training. there, there is a real concern mm-hmm. around that kind of progression route and the different yeah. pathways at the moment. So um, it's really interesting to see it from a, a powerhouse point of view and, yeah. and kind of what that means in different areas, really. Yeah, definitely. And I think one of the things with the People's Powerhouse as well is that they saw that a lot of the, the northern powerhouse, so the government, central government side of it, has very much focused on investment in Manchester yeah. and big shiny things in Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... What's really important to people's past is like moving away from that, and yeah. I think you know, for example, like the 
um, conference on Tuesday was in um, Bradford and the one last year was in Doncaster. So they're making a conscious effort to be like, we're not just going to Manchester because yeah. it's easy, mm-hmm. you know, um, and because it's the big one. Like um, I said it's Newcastle next year. Yeah, exactly, because there was some stuff about the northeast feeling <laughs> yeah. left out. And then there was um, that Tony Walsh poem, and he didn't mention the northeast throughout the whole I thing. Like, oh my God. I was waiting for it. I was like, please say Newcastle, please say Sunderland, nothing. Did you <laughs> but not? No, he didn't. It was all He was like, Yorkshire. Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Liverpool, Manchester. And I was like, come on, Tony, but no. <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, so it's all they about. wouldn't have been happy about that. Yeah, I think that's really important, like balancing yeah. it across and for it to be a, a people's power or more democratic yeah. then you need to have opportunities across all mm. sorts of areas. I don't think it's a conscious effort like mm. the you know thinking about to do that it's something mm. that's been brought up but yeah it's not being enforced. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a thing to say yeah this is a gap and we need mm-hmm. to bring them in. Yeah. But it's another thing to actually To be like what do we do to, to bridge yeah. that gap like what actual yeah. actions so I guess one of them was like we're gonna have the conference in next year, the northeast next year. Yeah, yeah. but I think there's more to do with that, and yeah. hopefully, some of the stuff that might come out of the conference is some people meeting new people and yeah. maybe doing some cross north partnerships. Yeah. So it's yeah. not just like northwest versus northeast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it needs to be sort of a we're working together, not competing yeah. against each other. This podcast is part of a wider series of audio insights called Curious Conversations, which look at the impact that cultural education programmes are having on the ground in Northwest England. Recorded by Curious Minds, they give a behind-the-scenes view of inspirational practice in action. For more episodes, visit soundcloud.com forward slash Curious Minds NW.